shouts out to Dylan Lawrence, not only for making his podcast debut with the Fantasy Addicts, but also blowing the biggest Monday night lead I've ever seen in my life. Uh, way to go, champ. Um, clearly, you weren't the better team, and uh, I'm going for that undefeated season. Yo, 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 what's good, Addicts Gang? So glad to be back to give you guys the week two recap. Obviously, as I mentioned in the little intro piece at the beginning, I won my matchup. I hope you'd won your matchup as well. Hopefully, your team showed a bit more heart than uh, Dylan Lawrence's boys. Um, clearly couldn't get the job done, was beaten by the better team in the end. Um, it doesn't matter if you got a lead heading into Monday night. Anything can happen, and uh, the fantasy football gods were on my side. Um, basically, just like always, I'm going to go through each game, give you guys the important information, what matters, what doesn't matter. Um, we want to make sure we're keeping only the good stuff in on this episode, okay? Don't want to drag this out forever. Let's get stuck into it. I'm going to start off with that Monday night game that I am so fired up about um, and it's my guy everybody remember remember the guy I was beating the drum to all off season telling you about how he's now got elite receiving weapons and now he's gonna make the next step as a passer well it is Jalen Hurts went 26 for 31 almost perfect some of those incompletions man they weren't even they you might as well not even call them incompletions they were just shots they took downfield like that passing offense looks so good he had 333 yards in the air, one touchdown, one interception. It was on a screen pass. Probably shouldn't have thrown it, honestly, especially in that time of the game. It's kind of a pretty crappy play call as far as I'm concerned, but we'll give him a pass for that. And then he also followed that up with another 57 yards on the ground and two touchdowns. He is a big man. Get out of his way. He's getting to the end zone. Um, On the rushing front for the Eagles, they had Miles Sanders lead the team in rushing at 17 carries for 80 yards. Really benefited from the game script that they had without ahead pretty early. Boston Scott, 4 for 19. And Gennett Gamewell had 2 for 7. It's clear that Miles Sanders is the running back 1 there. He's a decent flex play. Probably a late um, running back 2. Probably going to give you relatively consistent um, production week in, week out. Obviously, if he gets a touchdown, it's going to be better than that. Um, this week, they shared the ball a bit more around in the passing game. It wasn't just the A.J. Brown show. He did have 5 for 69. No touchdown this time. Um, Devonta Smith had 7 for 80, and Dallas Goddard had 5 for 82. Quez Watkins, he caught that bomb touchdown from Jalen Hurts. He had 2 for 69 yards in the touchdown. Really good effort by Quez Watkins as well. Probably didn't help out many fantasy teams, though, aside from those that had Jalen Hurts. Um, yeah, that was me. I've got Jalen Hurts everywhere, guys. So uh, just just so you know. Um, on the other side of the ball, it was a miserable day for Kirk Cousins' owners. Shout out Dylan Lawrence. Um, and all pretty much, pretty much everyone on the Vikings, uh, you got to be disappointed. They only put up seven points. Um, you're probably only happy if you had Irv Smith, and not many people probably playing Irv Smith. So he had five catches for 36 yards and a touchdown. Outside of that, Jefferson had a pretty disappointing six for 48, and Thielen had a pretty disappointing four for 52. They didn't completely burn your team, but they definitely didn't help you get the win. Kirk Cousins 
27 for 46, 221 yards, one touchdown, three interceptions. He was under duress that whole game. I think the Eagles' defense really adjusted well to the poor performance they put up this last week. And they were really strong this week. Pass rush looked good. And uh, big play Slay. Um, they don't call him big play Slay for no reason. He was shutting down Justin Jefferson. Got two picks in coverage with Justin Jefferson. So really impressive. And... Uh, I don't know if we should start ringing the alarm bells on Dalvin Cook, but he was really disappointing. I mean, I don't want to hold it against him purely because the game script was just completely out of hand. They had they couldn't run the ball because they were just down to you know three scores just straight off the bat, so it, it happened all very fast, and uh, they couldn't really get the run game going with Dalvin. I think he'll there'll be better days ahead for Dalvin Cook, I would imagine. I'll get stuck into the very next game that we had on today. It was earlier in the day. Um, we had the Buffalo Bills versus the Titans, and it was a beat down like none other. Um, Josh Allen, he's incredible. Um, if you had him to win MVP, you're looking very good, um, especially if you put any money on it. You'd be uh, very happy right now. Um, he was 26 of 38, 317 yards, four touchdowns, no picks, flawless game. Um, you know, we've come to expect this from Josh Allen. He's just insane. Um, on the rushing front, uh, because they got up so early, we actually got to see get a good look at rookie running back James Cook, um, especially after a disappointing week one where he fumbled on his first carry and then didn't see, see the field again. Um, he's gone 11 for 53, no touchdown, but, you know, looked efficient, looked good. So, you know, maybe he can start working his way into the offense. Um, Devin Singletary, 6 for 19, uh, 3.2 a carry, and Zach Moss went 3 for 17. I think as James Cook gets more involved in the offense, it's going to sort of become a three-way split between those guys. Not really confident starting any of them at this stage. On the receiving front, though, um, Stefan Diggs, I think he was a player that we were all sort of mentioning as a value at the end of the first round, beginning of the second round, because that target volume is going to be so consistent and so predictable. And we mentioned about how he'd only scored, I think he only scored eight touchdowns last year, and that number should have, considering how many touchdowns Josh Allen is going to throw and did last year, he really should have had more, and we saw that come to fruition, especially over these first two weeks. He had 12 catches, 148 yards, and three touchdowns, single-handedly winning people weeks, honestly. Jake Kumaro had two for 50. Dawson Knox had four for 41. Isaiah McKenzie, two for 37. And, uh, yeah, no one else really contributed, um, you know, in a meaningful way on the receiving front for the Bills. I'm going to head over to the Texans now. They had an absolutely horrific day on the offensive side of the ball. We saw Ryan Tannehill go 11 for 20, 117 yards and two interceptions. The game was so far out of reach. They brought on Malik Willis. He went one for four for six yards. I'm not really going to take too much away from Malik Willis. He needs time to develop. Um, We also got to see a bit of um, a different look for the rushing attack late in the game. We saw Derrick Henry get pulled um, from the game after he had 13 carries for 25 yards and a touchdown. Got into the end zone and sort of saved your fantasy day, but it really wasn't good. And, um, you know, if that offensive line in Tennessee, you know, can't, you know, make holes for Derrick Henry and they can't stay in front in games, it's going to be hard to trust Derrick Henry uh, moving forward. You've got to put him in your lineups because, you know, he's such a big play machine. He can, you know, break a game at any point. But, yeah, if they're down in games, it's tough. Um, it's tough sledding for Derrick Henry. Teams can sell out on the run, and it makes things a bit more difficult. Hassan Haskins had nine carries for 37 yards. Good to see rookie running back 
um, Hassan Haskins get us some touches. Um, we saw Tranlon Burks lead the team in receiving at four for forty-seven. Robert Woods had four for thirty-nine. They're pretty much you know going to be a you know a split um, wide receiver room essentially. Um, both guys don't have immense upside with this passing attack struggling so much. But I think um, both of them could be, you know, a flex play week to week. Um, Austin Hubb had one catch for 19 yards and Nick Westbrook had um, th- one catch for 13 yards. Really nothing else to see there. We saw Kyle Phillips, who might have been a popular waiver I had, really disappoint. He had one catch for five yards. Um, just a horrific game for anyone anyone that played any Titans this week. Um, they're going to be a tough team to trust moving forward just because the offense just looks so anemic. Um we had the Chiefs and Chargers. I'll go through that quickly because we did have that on Thursday night. We still don't want to miss out on any information. Patrick Mahomes, he's just a winner. Um, he had 235 yards, two touchdowns, managed the game so well um, and allowed the Chargers to win. Obviously, there's a couple of interceptions that probably should have gone the Chargers' way, but they didn't. And they, you know, Andy Reid and Pat Mahomes, they find a way to win. I'm not one person, I'm not a person to, you know, blame the uh, the refs and think that, you know, it's their fault and the Chargers should have won. I mean, the Chargers, you know, were kind of wasteful on offense as well. At times um travis kelsey 551 pretty quiet game by his standards justin watson was the one who caught the touchdown and so was Jarek mckinnon for patrick mahomes so you, you know you weren't happy with the performance Mikael hardman gave you and same with mvs and juju they know mvs had two for 13 juju had three for 10 really disappointing fantasy days clyde abdelair had four for 44 so he continues to get involved in the receiving game which is something we saw him do in college which was strange to me that we really didn't haven't seen much of it in the first two years of Clyde Edwards-Hilaire's career. He had 8 for 74 on the ground, looks really good and efficient. Until he, you know, gets injured or he shows that he can't um, continue to be this efficient running back he has been over the first two weeks, he's going to be the lead back for the Chiefs. Justin Herbert, he's awesome. Gave you 334 yards, three touchdowns. Did throw the pick, um, ended up being the pick six, which was the difference in the game. Um, Austin Eckler continues to struggle on the ground. Um, He gave you 14 carries for 39 yards. No touchdown there. Um, but he also chipped in with nine catches, 55 yards. So he saved a fantasy day there. He was really heavily involved. He'll be fine going forward. Josh Kelly and Sony Michelle split the backup reps, essentially, um, you know, Isaiah Spiller continues to be inactive, so it's going to be Josh Kelly and Sony Michelle for the foreseeable future. Um, so, yeah, Josh Kelly had 4 for 22, Sony Michelle 4 for 13, nothing really to see there. Uh, Mike Williams exploded. He had eight catches, 113 yards, and a touchdown. That's what you come to expect from Mike Williams, as opposed to what happened last week, but he is very boom bust. This is just what Mike Williams is. Gerald Everett had 6 for 71. He's a really good tight end. He's currently sitting as tight end 5 on the year so far, obviously, only two weeks in, but he's volume looks really safe as well. DeAndre Carter gave you 3 for 55 if you plugged and played him. And if you were someone who played Josh Palmer in DraftKings, you'd be very happy. He had four four catches, 30 yards, and a touchdown. It was really good, um, especially with the price you were getting at him, getting him at. Um, the next game we'll move on to was the first of the Sunday games. Um, we had the Steelers versus Patriots. Boring, boring game. I mean, these offenses suck. Um, the defenses are good, and it just makes for boring football, if I'm honest. Um, we saw the Steelers get downed by the Patriots. Mitch Trubisky, 168 yards, one touchdown, one interception. 
We know Mitch Trubisky is. He's not good. So, you know, we come to expect this. Najee Harris gave you more of what he gave you last year. He didn't have a touchdown this week, but he gave you 15 carries for 49 yards at three and a half a carry. And then he gave you four catches, uh, five catches for 40 yards through the air. Najee Harris continues to be inefficient. This offensive line sucks. The offense sucks, and it's really capping um, what Najee can do. I mean, we don't. It's hard to say he's an inefficient running back when the offensive line is so poor, but that's continued. That's continued um, into this year. So his upside really gets capped by this offense. Um, we also saw Deontay Johnson. He had six for fifty-seven. It was a nice day. Didn't burn you too much, but other than that, you don't really want any of these other pieces in Pittsburgh in your lineup. Honestly, Chase Claypool four for twenty-six and Pickens one for twenty-three. It's just, you know, it's not enough. Um, Pat Frymuth though he continues to, you know, be a value tight end. He gave you four catches, twenty-two yards, but did get into the end zone and gave you a, you know, really good. Um, fantasy day for the tight end position um, you'll take it especially with how late you're getting him in drafts Mac Jones continued to underwhelm as far as I'm concerned he had 252 yards one touchdown one interception although he got the win they'll be very happy Damian Harris and Ramondre Stevenson continue, continue to split the backfield rather close to being 50-50 um Either guy's upside just, you know, gets capped with the other being involved. Damien Harris had 15 carries, 71 yards and a touchdown. Ramondre Stevens had 9 for 47. Um, you know, both guys that are, you know, good runners and they're just going to eat into each other's work. Um, Nelson Aguilar exploded for six catches, 110 yards and a touchdown. Not someone I'm looking to add on waiver-wise. Someone I am looking to add, though, is Jaco- Jacoby Myers. He had nine catches, 95 yards. He had, I believe it was 11 targets. So someone that is clearly the number one in this offense. He was the number one last year. And I think a lot of people discounted him with the addition of Devontae Parker, but it's clearly not Devontae Parker being the number one. Um, Kendrick Bourne, two for 16. Damien Harris chimed in with two catches, which might even be his career high, just quietly. Ramondre had a catch as well. Yeah, Parker, Henry, and Johnny Smith held without a catch. If you're rostering those guys, I mean, Hunter Henry, you might have to hold him if you're really weak at the tight end position, but it's not looking good for his fantasy season either. It's uh, tough to trust any of these New England pass catches. Um, I'll move on to the next game. And that is going to be the Giants versus the Panthers. Another game where the offenses couldn't quite get clicking. Um, you know, it was sort of one of those games that was tough to watch. Daniel Jones didn't turn the ball over, and that meant the Giants won. They're now 2-0 um, for the first time in a very long time, to be honest. But I think this is, um, I don't know, what we kind of expect from this New York Giants team, where they're kind of, the defensive line's kind of good. Like, I feel like they've got a good defense. And as long as they're not turning the ball over 10 times like Daniel Jones loves to do, they can win games. So we saw him have 176 yards and a touchdown. Saquon Barkley had plenty of volume, 21 carries, 72 yards. Wasn't efficient, but did um, you know save your fantasy day with a couple catches. He wasn't completely awful, got you to double digits. He had three for 16 through the air as well. Richie James had five catches for 51 yards. He continues to be involved, whilst Kadarius Tony continues to be a non-factor. And Wondell Robinson's injured. Um, David Sills, whoever the hell that is, had three catches for 37 yards, and Sterling Shepard had six for 34. Shepard continues to be the most targeted wide receiver in this offense, so he might be worth an add if you're really struggling the position with some injuries. Um, we saw Baker Mayfield on the other side of the ball continue to be what Baker Mayfield is, and that's extremely mediocre. Went 14 for 29, 145 yards and a touchdown. 
Christian McCaffrey looked awesome because Christian McCaffrey is awesome as long as he doesn't get injured. He had 15 carries, 102 yards, almost seven yards a carry, had four catches for 26 yards. That is what Christian McCaffrey does. Most weeks, he's going to fall into the end zone and get you a big fantasy score. He's awesome. DJ Moore salvaged his fantasy day with a touchdown, had three for 43 in that touchdown. Um, You know, it's a bit scary as a DJ Moore um, owner with this offense, passing offense anyway, being so poor. Robbie Anderson, three for 32. If you picked him up and played him this week, you were disappointed. Other than that, no one else really got involved um, on that side of the ball. The next game that we have up is going to be the Browns and the Jets game. And now we finally got into a game that was good. So this Browns versus Jets game, um, entertaining all the way through, but it was the Jets that got over the line really late with a late touchdown. Um, J-E-T-S. J-E-T-S. Yes, I nailed that, all right? Jets, Jets, Jets. Had to say that. Just shout out Joel. He loves the Jumbo Jets. Um but we did see Jacoby Brissett for the Cleveland Browns, 22 for 27, so incredibly accurate, but he only had 229 yards, one touchdown, one interception, really pedestrian effort. But it was the running game that really, um, you know, did most of the damage to the Browns, which is what we, you know, expected with Jacoby Brissett under center. Nick Chubb had 17 carries, 87 yards, and count them up, three touchdowns. I'm sure Andrew uh, will be happy to hear that. He let Charlene know about all the touchdowns Nick Chubb was scoring this week after he took the win in our fantasy league as well. Kareem Hunt chimed in for 13 carries, 58 yards as well, and Brissett had six carries with 43 yards on the ground. Um, for those who benched Amari Cooper, shout out Andrew Amor. He's pretty shattered on it. He's still got the win, though. Um, Amari Cooper looked really good. He had nine catches, 101 yards, and a touchdown. Um, he's clearly the number one. Contrary to belief, it's not Donovan Peoples-Jones. Um, he didn't register a catch this week, which is disappointing because he is sitting on my bench. I kind of want to see him do well. Um, but, it, you know, it was Amari Cooper show. Harrison Bryant and David Njoku split snaps at the tight end position, really eating into each other's production. Harrison Bryant had four, three for 45, and Njoku had three for 32. Saw Nick Chubb have three catches for 26 yards. How good's that? He, now Nick Chubb catches balls. Just Man just keeps getting better. Um, Kareem Hunt had two catches for 16 yards as well. We saw David Bell have his first catch, one catch for six yards. So we'll see how David Bell continues to, you know, um, establish himself in the offense. Someone who had an awesome statistical day, and, you know, you wouldn't expect it from the old man, but Joe Flacco, 26 of 44, 307 yards and four touchdowns. Had a huge fantasy day. Um, I don't know how many people how many people had them in their lineups, but uh, if you did, props to you. Um, we saw Brees Hall and Michael Carter split carries 50-50. Obviously, Brees Hall, he's much more talented than Michael Carter. He had seven carries for 50 yards, going at seven a carry, and Michael Carter had seven carries for 23 yards. That tells the story. Um, wake up, Jets organization. It's it, The Brees Hall era, has um, it's here, and you need to uh, move on. You need to get Michael Carter. Tell him to take a back seat. It's the Brees Hall show um, in New York. But the main MVP of this game, and gee, he looked electric, and I know Joel will be very happy to see Garrett Wilson have eight catches, 102 yards, and two touchdowns. He looked incredible. Um, it reminded me of, you know, possibly, you know, young Stefan Diggs, you know, you know, Justin Jefferson type with just how he gets off the line. Um, he just gets so much separation so easily, makes it look easy. And he's also able to high point the ball better than most wide receivers in the NFL. Um, he was someone that we were all very high on coming out of college, coming out of college, and then we had to sort of 
scale back in our rankings because of the New York Jets and, you know, how anemic they've been. Um, but this passing offense is so high volume. They've gotten behind in games. have had to come back these first two weeks. So you've had Joe Flacco throw the ball 40-plus times, and you're going to get – if you're going to get that kind of volume with Garrett Wilson and the talent that he is, he's going to put up um, massive fantasy numbers. Saw Corey Davis salvage his fantasy day. He had that late um, – not that late. He had that big touchdown from uh, from Joe Flacco. He had two for 83 and a touchdown. Elijah Moore disappointed with only three for 41. Tyler Conklin had six for 40. He's been a solid tight end these first two weeks. I mean, if you're really, really struggling in position, you could pick up and play him. Michael Carter had five for 27. Brees Hall had a single catch, one for 10. Um and the touchdown. So that was uh, why Brees Hall had such a big day. Got that receiving touchdown late. Didn't have as many targets and catches as he did last week, but still found the end zone and was able to supplement that fantasy value. Um, the next game we're going to go to is Jags versus the Colts. And the Colts, they're in turmoil. Um, they're really struggling. They cannot play in Jacksonville. I don't know what the stat was. I think they've lost like 10 in a row in Jacksonville. It's just ridiculous how... Um, their game just falls apart. Um, as soon as they go to Miami, maybe they go out the night before, maybe they're at the beach. I'm not sure what it is, but it's just really disappointing from a Colts team that um, I'm sure they expected to be really good this year and they just haven't shown that whatsoever. Matt Ryan. I think Carson Wentz is over in Washington. I'm watching Matt Ryan struggle. I'm watching this Colts team struggle. And he's got to be sitting at home pretty happy with himself with the performances he's put on the first two weeks. Um but Matt Ryan, 195 yards, three interceptions. Um, to put it nicely, he was shit house. Um, they've really got to um, work on something and get uh, the offense right in Indianapolis. Um, I think I'm just going to put it down to they can't play in Jacksonville because uh, these play some of the the personnel that they've got on the offensive line, especially in the running back room as well. They've got to be better. They really struggled without Michael Pittman. Just shows how valuable he is and that he needs to come back as soon as possible for this team to be any good. Because they were down so much, Jonathan Taylor was only able to get nine carries. He got 54 yards from those. He was going at six a carry. So Jonathan Taylor was still good, um, but it just wasn't going to be the right game script to him for him to have a big fantasy day. Um, in Mike Pittman's absence, it was Ashton Doolan who had five catches for 79 yards. Naheem Hines had four for 37. Other than that, Colin Granson had two catches. JT had one. Um, Strahan had 23, uh, sorry, 23 yards, one catch. And Patmon had two catches, 24 yards. They really just shared it around. Um, not really much to see there. The Colts just struggled all game. Trevor Lawrence really managed the game well, looked good, made some good throws, um, was able to, you know, basically get the team over the line. They went up early and then they didn't give up that lead and, you know, they held the ball for long enough. So props to Trevor Lawrence, had 235 yards, two touchdowns. Um, They then ran the ball quite heavily as well, Um, really inefficiently. The game was kind of boring. James Robinson had 23 carries, 64 yards and a touchdown. Travis Etienne, only nine carries. So just want to bring up that discrepancy there. James Robinson had more than two times the number of carries Travis Etienne had. They were both just as inefficient as each other. But that's probably not a good sign for Travis Etienne owners who were thought that, you know, maybe that carry split was going to be 50-50 and then he was going to get all the passing down work. But it's, it's not 50-50 and it's far from it. So I think the alarm bells have got to start ringing on Travis Etienne or at least you have to, you know... uh, simmer your expectations. I think you have to bring them back a little bit. don't think he's got running back one upside anymore. I think it's going to be, you know, 
at mid to late running back two at best because James Robinson's looking like he's going to be a running back two. So it's going to be hard to see where Travis Etienne's going to get enough volume or get enough opportunities in the red zone because they like to use James Robinson there as well um, to push himself into being a top 15 back. So that was, uh, you know, for people that own Travis Etienne, uh, I'd be getting a little bit worried. Um, another awesome week for Christian Kirk. He has six for 78. This week he had two touchdowns. Um, someone that I was pretty annoyed with considering that uh, Dylan was playing against him. Uh, turns out it didn't matter, Dylan. Um, suck it. Christian Kirk, though, he's awesome. Uh, he's clearly the number one in Jacksonville. They paid him all that money, and they're uh, they're getting their money's worth. Um, another player that was really heavily involved, and we I kind of expected him to be as well, is Evan Ingram. He had seven catches for 46 yards, continues to be the tight end one there. Um, someone probably gives you a pretty safe floor considering, you know, he's less a tight end and more of a receiver, but he's going to be lining up in that tight end slot. Um, allows him to get get mismatches against linebackers. He's going to be a nice play week to week. Marvin Jones had three for 33. ETN had three for 33 as well, was able to get you some points through the air. Zay Jones, three for 23, and James Robinson had two catches for 14 yards. Um, yeah, Jags looked good. So hopefully they can start put, stringing some of these uh, games together if you're, if you're a Jags fan anyway. Um, the next game I'm going to go to... And uh, game of the week, if not game of the year, if not game of the last two years. I don't know. This was game was incredible to watch. Um, and what an incredible comeback from the Miami Dolphins. Uh, I don't know if anyone's seen that meme. And it was uh, of Shaq where he's like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm, I wasn't familiar with your game. I think that's everyone when it comes to Tua Tagovailoa. These stats are something that you would see in Madden when you're playing in like all rookie and you're just gambling on everything and you, you throw a couple picks, but you rack up a hundred and not a hundred, four hundred and sixty-nine yards and six touchdowns. Six. Just ridiculous. Um I know Matty Barbs was fired up about this result, but they came back from a deficit. That was, I'm going to count it up here. I've got the the, uh, the game summary. So the Baltimore Ravens were up 28-7 to at halftime. And then they were tied, sorry, and then they were tied in the third quarter. So they were 35-14 to going into the last quarter. The Miami Dolphins and Tua Tagovailoa tossed four touchdowns on them and won the game. Genuinely ridiculous. I'll start with the, the Dolphins. I went through Tua, how awesome he is. Um, he's someone that you might have to push up your rankings rest of the season. So it's, you know, this scheme with the new coaching staff is just awesome. Um, they just put up, you know, Madden numbers. Um, I'm going to get into the running game before I get into the receivers because there's a lot to talk about with the receivers. Um in the running game, though, Raheem Mostert was clearly the running back one. We saw him have 11 carries, four and a half carry. was really good. You know, running game looked efficient, but it was through the air that they did most of the damage. They weren't even able to get the running game going as much as they probably want to because they were down so many so early. Chase Edmonds took a back seat to Raheem Mostert, so that was something I was you know, not expecting. I've got Chase Edmonds in a couple spots, and it was quite disappointing to see him essentially be the backup, but he looked good. He had five carries for 33 yards. On the receiving front, though, um, some of these numbers are just stupid. If you had these guys in your lineup, you were winning your matchup. Tyreek Hill, 11 catches, 190 yards, and two touchdowns. You've got to be taking the piss. And then, not only that, you think, oh, yeah, he's probably had, you know, 80% of the passing yards in the offense. No. Jalen Waddle, 11 catches, 171 yards, and two touchdowns. 
Um, just stu- absolutely stupid numbers from these Miami Dolphins wide receivers. Re- realistically, both of them can be wide receiver ones. Like, I was wrong. I went into this season saying both of them are going to disappoint fantasy owners because I didn't think Tua and this offense could support two legitimate wide receiver one talents and that they were going to be disappointing. But I don't think it matters. Um, these guys are so good. Um, I should have been betting on the talent. And uh, I'm, I'm happy to, you know, wear that as a mistake um, by all of us here at the Fantasy Addicts. Honestly, I think um, if they can continue this pace, they're both going to finish as wide receiver ones. And uh, this Miami Dolphins offense is genuinely scary. They could do some damage um, if they can keep this up. Mike Gusecki, um should be suspended. Most disgusting gritty you've ever seen in your life. Um, I believe he came out and tweeted, it looked better in the mirror at home. I'm sure it did, Mike, but uh, we had to see it, and um, we're not happy about it. He had four catches, 41 yards, and a touchdown. Got a, far more involved than he did last week. Raheem Mostert even caught three balls. Again, Chase Edmonds owners. I'd be a little bit worried with how involved Raheem Mostert was. He had three for 28, and Chase only had that one catch for eight yards. Now, let's move over to the Baltimore Ravens and, and how badly this defense choked the game for Lamar Jackson. To be honest, like he didn't... They didn't score, you know, many points in the fourth quarter. They had opportunities to score, and they only put three points on the board, and I guess that's on Lamar Jackson. But the man got them up, like, 35 points to 14. Like, end the game. Like, the defense needs to be better to keep um, Lamar Jackson from having to do all the work. So he had 318 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions, then had nine carries for 119 yards and a touchdown. What more else does the guy have to do to get a win? And then you won't even pay him. Open up your wallet, Baltimore. Sign him on. He deserves that. And uh, he's the best thing that's happened to this um, franchise in a very, very long time. Joe Flacco was never elite. Um, Kenyon Drake and Justice Hill led the team. Sorry, and Mike Davis. They all had, what, three carries, six carries, five carries. They split that backfield. It was all gross. You don't want to play any of them until J.K. Dobbins is back. They probably want to work him back slowly. Um, So Lamar Jackson show on the ground. Um, Not not really much to see there. Rashad Bateman had another awesome week. Um, Had another long touchdown as well. And that was something I actually didn't think he had in his repertoire. I was expecting Rashad Bateman to be, you know, a weapon they used in the red zone and then someone that they were able to use, you know, short yard, more short yardage stuff, you know, stuff over the middle, you know, 15 to 20 yard catches, you know, six yard slants, whatever it might have been. But he's been showing that he's a real deep threat in the NFL. And, you know, he, if he can keep doing this, he's, you know, he's going to bring himself into, you know, a really high-end wide receiver two, maybe a mid-wide receiver two, which is going to be really valuable for your team considering where you got him in drafts. He had four catches, 108 yards, and a touchdown. Mark Andrews, he was back to his, you know, brilliant best. Nine catches, 104 yards, and a touchdown. Isaiah Likely, he had four catches, 43 yards. Really nice player I like. And if, you you know, he's available in Dynasty League, stash him away. Um, he looks quite nice. Devin Duvernay um, didn't obviously give you two touchdowns like he did in week one. Can't say I'm surprised. Didn't I was telling you not to, you know, pick him up and put him in your lineup. Demarcus Robinson, one catch, 12 yards. He was one who caught one of the touchdowns as well. So, uh, you know, I don't think anyone really had Demarcus Robinson in their lineups. But if you had Lamar Jackson, you were happy regardless. Uh, this game here, with the next one we've got, is Saints vs. Buccaneers. Saints got done 10 points to 20. Um... Brady continues to win, finally beat the Saints um, for the first time in his career, so well done, Brady. Um, James Winston was rather disappointing, but this Bucks defense is really good, and they you know, they terrorized James Winston for much of this game. Without Alvin Kamara there, the offense really did struggle. 
Um, we saw James have 236 yards, one touchdown, three picks. Um, some bit of shit talk um, after the game as well. You know, I'm pretty sure it was Devin White saying that they knew James was going to give him chances to turn the ball over because he threw 30 picks when he was with the Bucks last. Bit of a low blow considering you won the game. You know, it was once your teammate. I don't really like that they're, you know, talking smack about an old teammate, but, uh, you know, good luck to him. Mark Ingram led the backfield in Alvin Kamara's absence, 10 carries, 60 yards. He also had two catches for three yards. Gave you a pretty modest fantasy day, but didn't burn you entirely. Um, Taysom Hill didn't have, you know, three carries for 100 yards this week because that's obviously not sustainable. Uh, he had three for 14, was a little bit was disappointing. I hope you didn't play him in your tight end position because it's just so hard to predict what's going to happen with him. Um, we had Chris Olave. Um I wouldn't say a coming out party. I think we saw how good he was in week one, despite, you know, it wasn't massive fantasy numbers. And same with this week. But he looks the goods. Um, Chris Olave is every bit of that wide receiver. Um, first round rookie wide receiver that he was drafted to be. Um, five catches, 80 yards, led the team in receiving. Michael Thomas, again, rewarded fantasy owners, especially those that took him in the seventh round. You know, he's been sitting on my dynasty bench for a long time now. He gave us six, six catches, 65 yards, and the touchdown. Really happy with that result. Juwan Johnson, he was the number one tight end involved, four for 40. Jarvis had four for 25. Disappointing for fantasy owners that picked him up um, based on the week one performance. But uh, other than that, the Saints pretty yeah, uninteresting. Hopefully, Alvin Kamara is back for them. Even then, if Mark Ingram is heavily involved because he's not 100%, it might be hard to trust him this coming week. But, uh, you know, you'll have to make that decision depending on how desperate you are at the position. Tom Brady didn't turn the ball over, so that was probably why they won. Um, he had 190 yards and a touchdown. Really quite fantasy day. Leonard Fournette, 24 carries, 65 yards. Really inefficient, but that was sort of the nature of the game. The Saints' defensive line's really good, so it was always sort of going to happen. Um, again, just Tom Brady being able to manage the game was quite quite a lot of the reason why they were able to win this game. Mike Evans got himself suspended and also got himself ejected after having three for 61. Him and Marshall and Lattimore, can they just get into a ring and just fight it out or something? Like, every single time they play, they end up punching on. Like, I don't know why. They just keep chatting and chatting and chatting until one of them cracks it and punches the other, and it's just... It's the same thing every time they play. You could almost guarantee it was going to happen. Rashad Perryman, he was one who caught the touchdown for Tom Brady. He had 3 for 45 in that touchdown. Scott Miller had 3 for 34. Russell Gage, 5 for 28. No one really else you wanted to play in your lineups. Uh, The next game I'm going to go to will be the Lions and Commanders. Incredibly entertaining game. We saw, you know, Carson Wentz and Jared Goff light up um, the fantasy landscape with both of them on my bench. I mean, didn't need him, got the win anyway. But, uh, you know, if anyone in my dynasty league, come come trade for Jared Goff and um, Carson Wentz. They're fantasy monsters at this point. Um, We saw Jared Goff, 256 yards, four touchdowns in a win. Um, Detroit Lions got to be really happy with that. I don't know if that changes, you know, their plan going into the offseason at the quarterback position, but, you know, I'm sure they're glad they have him at this point. On the ground, we saw DeAndre Swift was obviously limited um, in practice all this week. I wasn't scared to put him in my lineup because I know how efficient of a runner he can be. He doesn't need all the touches. He had five carries, 56 yards, does what DeAndre Swift does. Um, And then also on the ground, Armin Ra St. Brown had two carries, 68 yards. He's awesome. Um... I genuinely was wrong about Armin Ra St. Brown. He is that dude. Um, 
and I don't think it matters that he's on the Detroit Lions because his passing offense has been prolific. And then he just makes plays. Um, we saw Jamal Williams carry most of the load on the ground. He had 12 carries for 53 yards. Craig Reynolds has a few carries as well, 16 yards there. Um, Armin Ra St. Brown, like I said, he is that dude. He had nine catches, 116 yards, two touchdowns, absolutely crushed it for fantasy. Um, Andrew's looking very smart right now. I know everyone's, you know, hopefully everyone's following him on the Twitters, but he was beating the drum to Armin Ra St. Brown all offseason. Uh, props to you, Andrew. Josh Reynolds had three catches, 38 yards, and a touchdown. DeAndre Swift had two catches, 31 yards, and the touchdown was the reason why he had such a good fantasy day. I was stoked when that happened. Um, TJ Hawkinson, a little bit disappointing and still sort of continues to be. I mean, we know how talented he can be, but Jared Goff doesn't really target them that him that much. It's just hard to know where his career is going to go. Um, I think he's very talented. He's someone that if you've got him on your roster, you continue to play him because you probably don't have a better option of the position. He had three for 26 as well. DJ Chark didn't register a catch this week. Again, he's probably going to be taking a back seat to obviously to Armin Rasane Brown and possibly even Jameson Williams when he gets back. We then saw the 49ers take on the Seahawks. Um, unfortunately, early in the game, we had Trey Lance, and it's been confirmed that he has broken his ankle. He will be out for the year. It's going to be Jimmy G back under center. Um, what that means to the wide receivers is probably not that much. I think maybe if Trey Lance was going to be what we thought he was, their ceilings aren't as high. But you know what you're going to get from Jimmy G. Um, he was able to support Debo Samuel T's massive year last year. Um, same with Brandon Ayuk in the back half of last year as well. So I think it doesn't make too much of an impact. Um, does favor George Kittle a lot. So when he's back and ready to play, um, you know, he could be you know a really nice piece for you. Um, he had 154 yards, one touchdown. Um, on the ground, we had Jeff Wilson. Um, he was the clear backup for... Um, Elijah Mitchell and then showed that he definitely was. Tyrion Davis-Price had 14 carries for 33 yards, um, was inefficient and then also got injured. I think that just reinforces that Jeff Wilson is going to be the guy until Elijah Mitchell gets back. So if you picked him up on waiver-wise, great work. If you already had him on your roster, even better work. So um, he'll be a really nice play um, for all those weeks that uh, Elijah Mitchell is going to be out. Debo Samuel continued to be efficient on the ground. Four carries, 53 yards. Nice little boost for your fantasy, um, to your fantasy points there. We also had Brandon Ayuk led the team in receiving. Five catches, 63 yards. Nothing too disappointing, nothing too large. Can't be too upset. Debo Samuel, five catches, 44 yards as well. Again, if you're getting those rushing yards as well, Debo Samuel just becomes incredibly safe, um, even when he doesn't score a touchdown. So, you know, good luck to you. Um, Jeff Wilson had a couple catches as well. So, you know, pretty... Relatively uneventful 49ers offense. Um, you know, did a good job, got the win. Um, that's what we expect. Geno Smith um, didn't play like prime Russell Wilson like he did against the Broncos last week. Funny that. Um, had 197 yards and interception. Um, pretty disappointing. Rashad Penny, six carries, 15 yards. They got they got down early in this game, so they weren't able to run the ball very much at all. The offense struggled to pick up first downs. Um, Kenneth Walker, we saw him see his first NFL action. He had four carries for 10 yards, really disappointing as well. Travis Homer, he had two carries for nine yards. Um, the backfield's really cloudy. Um, Rashad Penny, he's not like a running back. If you drafted him in like the eighth round or seventh round, expecting him to give you running back two value, I wasn't one of them. But I think it's clear that, uh, first of all, I was right. And second of all, he's not the running back two you drafted him to be. Um, on the receiving front, 
DK Metcalf continues to be a little bit disappointing. He's going to have his blow-up weeks. There's going to be weeks where DK Metcalf gets loose for a 50-yard touchdown. This is what he does this week. Four for 35, though, quite disappointing. And then Tyler Lockett, he was the one who was the favorite target this week. He had nine catches, 107 yards, a really good fantasy day. Don't know how many people, um, you know, had him in their lineups, but, you know, that's sort of just how the cookie crumbles sometimes. Travis Homer, he's the pass-catching running back as well, which is going to hurt the upside of Kenneth Walker and Rashad Penny. He had four catches for 33 yards. Kenneth Walker had a couple catches as well. Noah Fan continues to split time at the tight end position with Will Disley as well. He had two catches for 11 yards. Will Disley had two catches for a grand total of zero yards. Um, the Seahawks passing attack, really unpredictable. Um, also, not much upside there. Rams played the Falcons. Ended up being a close game because the Falcons made a late push. But I uh, don't think this game was in too much doubt. Matthew Stafford bounced back a bit. Was wasteful with the ball. Turned the ball over twice. Did have 272 yards and three touchdowns. Darrell Henderson, Cam Akers split the backfield far more evenly than they did this week. Cam Akers continued to be inefficient. Must, um, I don't know if it's the Achilles or whether it was the hamstring injury that was bugging him earlier. Still continues to be inefficient. The Rams offensive line didn't look that good to be fair. But Darrell Henderson um, was far more efficient. He had 10 for 47. Went at 4.7 to carry. Did have the touchdown on the ground as well. We saw Cooper Cup continue to do Cooper Cup things. 11 catches, 108 yards, two touchdowns. Um, he's the man. Um, he, just, he just continues to be absolutely awesome. Um, he might even go back-to-back, triple crown. Like, he's that good. Um, Tyler Higby, 7 for 71. Really nice tight end. Um, Going to be, you know, a late, to, uh, sort of, you know, a late mid-to-late tight end one. Um, pretty safe play. Alan Robinson um, repaid fantasy owners for his piss poor week one. Gave you four catches, 53 yards, and a touchdown. I was pretty fired up when it happened. It was good to see Alan Robinson back, um, you know, in the fantasy um, positives for once. Cam Akers had two for 18 as well. Was able to boost up his fantasy day just that little bit. Um, Then for the Falcons, though. Really disappointing day for Cordero Patterson. Will point out that I did just trade for him in our Dynasty League. Only had to give up a third-round pick, so I really won't be copying hate for that, Andrew. Um, He had 10 carries, 41 yards. Didn't uh, have a catch. Really disappointing. I don't know why they're not getting him involved in the passing game when, you know, they suck so bad. But what can you do? Tyler Allergy had 10 carries for 30 yards as well. Wasn't as efficient as Cordero Patterson because, believe it or not, he's not as good. Marcus Mariota had 196 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions. Really pedestrian effort. Probably They probably win this game if he doesn't turn the ball over twice, but it is the LA Rams after all. Drake London showed why he was, you know... I think he was the first wide, yes, he was the first wide receiver taken off the board because he's absolutely awesome. He was my number one wide receiver coming into the year. Um, And then when he's taken the Falcons, obviously good in terms of opportunity and targets, obviously not good, you know, with their quarterback position, but it will improve. But he did get that target volume we expect. He had eight catches, 86 yards and a touchdown. Kadaro Hodge had two catches, 57 yards, and Zacchaeus had two for 21 and one touchdown. Now this name here. Really disappointing for fantasy owners so far. You spent a high draft pick on him, and he's given you nothing back. It's Kyle Pitts, and I'm still going to sit here on the record and say you need to buy low on Kyle Pitts. If he's available in your redraft leagues, available in your dynasty league, just send out a feeler. He Talent has to prevail, and um, I'm, I will beat the drum until I'm dead. Kyle Pitts is elite. He's an elite talent, and I think it'll eventually shine through. 
I'm going to move on to the very next game was the Raiders Cardinals. Went to overtime. Gee, this game was hard to watch um, as a Kyler Murray owner. Um, it was must have been hard to watch as a Cardinals fan as well. Because this offense sucked and kind of sucks. Yet they managed to get over the line against the Raiders. So I don't know what that says about the Raiders, to be honest. Um, but they were pretty awful all game. And then in the fourth quarter, they were able to, you know, just keep throwing and keep throwing. And Cole was able to run for his life and you know, get that two-point conversion, get the touchdown. Just It was a really hard slog. Nothing really came easy for this offense, but they showed a lot of character to get the win. Kyler Murray, disappointing for most of the game, gave you almost no points through the first half and then, you know, had 277 yards and a touchdown as well as an interception to finish the game. But he also had five carries for 28 yards and the touchdown on the ground. So really saved my fantasy day there at least. Um, Daryl Williams and Eno Benjamin split work when James Connor went down with an injury. We'll have to wait and see whether he will miss time. Um, Daryl Williams had 8 for 59 and a touchdown. Eno Benjamin at 8 for 31. I think they're going to split time. It's going to be hard to be able to pick one and play one. Um, Zach Ertz led the team in receiving eight catches, 75 yards. Really good tight end. He's going to be you know mid to high tight end one. He's going to probably be around that tight end five mark like he was last year. Marquise Brown, 6 for 68. was Disappointing for most of the day, you know, got there on volume. Hasn't really wowed me as yet. And for someone I'm quite exposed to, Marquise Brown, I've got a lot of him in a lot of places. And I'm, you know, I really like him, but hasn't really come together just yet. Hopefully they can piece together a bit more chemistry. Greg Dorch, he was the one who, you know, gave you the most fantasy points in the receiver group. Yet again, he had four for 55 and a touchdown. Um, you know, maybe Greg Dorch is a thing. Who knows? Um, James Conner had 2 for 26 before he exited. Eno Benjamin had 3 for 20. AJ Green, 3 for 16. Um, not really too much to see there. Um, I'll head over to the Raiders box score. Derek Carr had 252 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. Didn't really do much wrong, but didn't really do that much right. Um, probably just need to put up more points in the fourth quarter. They, you know, they kept scores in the fourth quarter, ended up being the difference in the game. Josh Jacobs got all of the rushing work, so if you own him, you're obviously happy that he's getting all the work, but they are throwing the ball in the red zone a whole lot more, which is what the Patriots um, under Josh McDaniels did a lot of, Um, and especially when you've got weapons like Devontae Adams, you've got weapons like Darren Waller, makes things a lot easier. Um, So he had 19 carries, 69 yards, no touchdown. Um, He also had one catch of 12 yards. Josh Jacobs. Um, Mac Hollins led the team in receiving, believe it or not. He had 5 for 66. Hunter Renfro, 7 for 59. Darren Wallace, 6 for 50 and a touchdown, which is awesome for my fantasy team. Foster Moreau, 3 for 30. Abdullah, 1 for 23. Devontae Adams, really disappointing day aside from the touchdown he caught. So he had two catches for 12 yards. Cardinals did a really good job shutting down Devontae Adams um, in this one. Nothing to worry about with Devontae Adams. He'll still be awesome. Um, He'll be back soon. Um, another game that was really disappointing, um, and especially if you know you're a Russell Wilson owner, if you're a Jerry Judy owner, um, you're not really too happy with what's going on in Denver. They seem to be completely poor in the red zone. Russell Wilson had 219 yards, one touchdown, one interception, 14 of 31. Just yeah, just doesn't look in sync with the new offense just yet. Hopefully, this can continue to develop throughout the season. They don't drop any more games like they did against uh, Seattle. But I guess we'll just have to wait and see. 
Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon split time in the backfield, sort of as we all sort of expected. Caps both of their ceilings, to be honest. We're sort of, if you're you know fantasy owner of any of these two, you're probably hoping for an injury, but we don't want to say that too loudly. I don't like barracking for injuries, especially as a Broncos fan. I'd rather just have both these guys fit and healthy. Javante had 15 for 75. Melvin Gordon had 10 for 47. Both were rather efficient. Running game looks good. Colton Sutton had 7 for 122, no touchdown. He looked really good. Colton Sutton just doing Colton Sutton things, was far more involved when Jerry Judy went down. Um, hopefully, Judy doesn't miss too much time. I believe the scans came back negative, which is good. It's possibly still misses next week, but we'll wait and see with that one. No one else was really involved. Tyree Cleveland had two catches, 28 yards. Eric Selbert had one catch, 22 yards. He was the one who caught the touchdown. And Kendall Hinton had one for 20. Javante only had one catch, and same with Melvin Gordon. That was for 10 yards and six yards. The, on the Houston side of the ball, Davis Mills, 177 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions. Disappointing fantasy day. You probably weren't playing him against the Broncos. We saw Damian Pierce get all of the work um, in the backfield, which was so strange considering Rex Burkhead had all of the work last week. Um, but he had 15 carries, 69 yards, went at 4.6 carry. Looked good. Um, I think he's a running back one moving forward. We saw second-year wide receiver Nico Collins lead the team in receiving. He had 458. Looked good. Um, until this offense gets more higher power, Nico Collins probably isn't a thing, but I think I like him as a player. Brandon Cooks, 4 for 54. Quiet by his standards, but still didn't burn your fantasy team too bad. Farrah Brown had 3 for 24. Chris Moore, 2 for 14. Rex Burkhead chimed in. Two catches, nine yards. Damian Pierce had one catch for eight yards. Um, on to the next game. Bengals versus Cowboys, and how good was it to see the Bengals get beat again, especially if you're a Steelers fan or you're a, um, a Ravens fan or a Browns fan. Seeing the Bengals start off 0-2's got to be funny. Um, the Cowboys won on a game-winning field goal. Cooper Rush, um, he's got that dog in him, um, was able to lead the team to a win. He had 235 yards and a touchdown. Zeke got most of the rushing work on the ground, was less efficient than Tony Pollard. Surprise, surprise, I won't hear that Tony Pollard is better than Ezekiel Elliott. Um, I just I'm over the narrative. Okay, it's clear that the Cowboys want to use Ezekiel Elliott more than Tony Pollard. Although Tony Pollard's, uh, you know, he looked really good. I think he's a good player. I'm not bashing Tony Pollard. I just think they've given all this money to Zeke. They're going to use him. He had 15 for 53, three and a half carry, nothing too special. I mean, when the your offense is pretty, you know, struggling with Cooper Rush quarterback, you don't have Dak there. It makes uh, running the ball quite a bit more difficult. Tony Pollard went 9 for 43. He was the one who got that touchdown. Um, well done to him. I, yeah, again, Joel, I can like, hear you ringing in the back of my mind, okay? Tony Pollard, he's not taken over from Zeke. Um, we saw Noah Brown lead the team in receiving yet again. He had five catches, 91 yards, and a touchdown. He's someone you can pick up on waivers if, you know, C.D. Lamb continues to, I wouldn't say disappointed, he had 7 for 75. Um, Dalton Schultz might be injured as well. Tony Pollard chimed in with 455. He's probably someone that's going to see targets, and Noah Brown and Cooper Rush spent a lot of time um, in the second um, team, you know, throwing the ball to each other, working in drills. They clearly have a connection, so I think he's someone you might be able to, you know, if you've had some injuries, you're struggling at, you know, your flex spot, Noah Brown could be a, you know, sneaky ad to get yourself, you know, some d- double-digit points. Joe Burrow, kind of disappointing yet again. Um, they didn't obviously get the win, and then that's by that by that uh, measuring stick, he was disappointing. He had 199 yards and a touchdown. 
Um, you know, there was just this offense really struggled against what looks like a pretty good Dallas defense, to be honest. Joe Mixon had 19 carries, 57 yards, really inefficient, um, you know, really one-dimensional offense. When they didn't have Jamar Chase taking like a five-yard slant to the house, they struggled quite a bit. T. Higgins was the one who put up most of the fantasy points um, at the receiver front. He had six catches, 71 yards, and the touchdown. Jamar Chase, 5 for 54. Didn't burn your fantasy team, but without him, you know, putting up a monster day, this team really struggled. Joe Mixon had three for 26. Hayden Hurst, 5 for 24. And Tyler Boyd had two for 17. Hayden Hurst, sneaky little tight end if you're struggling at the position. Um, He's had some pretty consistent volume. He's clearly the tight end one there in what should be a better offense than what they've shown in the first two weeks. Um, Move on to the next game. We've got three left. Sorry, actually, we've got one more game left. Gee, I've flown through this, guys. I must be nailing it. Um, Green Bay Packers versus the Chicago Bears. Um, Newsflash, Aaron Rodgers still owns the Chicago Bears. Um, it was This game was really never in doubt after the first half. Um, really well managed by the Packers. Um, I was a bit scared I was going to lose my fantasy matchup because of how good Aaron Jones was. He had 15 carries, 132 yards and a touchdown. He also added three catches, 38 yards and a touchdown through the air. Um, dropped a 30 bomb on me. Really depressing. Um, really quite sad for the you know that day on uh, on Monday. And then today I was brightened up by Jalen Hurts. But you know that's just how fantasy works, Dylan. Um, Crimea River champ. Um, Aaron Rodgers, 234 yards and two touchdowns. Um, gave you a pretty good fantasy day there. AJ Dillon, he had 18 carries, 61 yards. Um, clearly he's not better than Aaron Jones. Um, you know, a lot of people want to get ahead of themselves, say AJ Dillon is, you know, the next coming of Derrick Henry, but it's clear that he's not. Um, Sammy Watkins, 3 for 93. Aaron Jones, 3 for 38. Um, Randall Cobb, 3 for 37. Romeo Dubes, 2 for 27. Alan Lazard had 2 for 13, but he did get the touchdown. If you played him in your lineup, i.e. Dylan, um, you got the touchdown there, so you're quite happy. Christian Watson, 3 catches for 9 yards. Robert Tonyan, 2 for 11. Um, these wide receiver snaps, it's you can't really trust any of these wide receivers right now, if I'm honest. Um, they're all splitting time. You know, we saw the rookie wide receivers have about a third of the snaps um, until they get more established in the offense and develop that trust with Aaron Rodgers. You can't have them in your lineup. And then Sammy Watkins, Randall Cobb, and Alan Lazard just lack any real upside due to their, you know, talent and the point they are, they are in their careers. We're not going to see a massive improvement from them. Justin Fields went 7 for 11 and 70 yards and an interception. This offense couldn't stay on the field. Um, The Green Bay defense put it on absolute show. We saw David Montgomery um, be heavily involved, be really efficient, but they weren't able to stay on the field long enough for him to, you know, get enough carries and get enough um, opportunities in the red zone to score a touchdown. But he had 15 for 122 on the ground, really good. Khalil Herbert, again, looked nice in his limited action. He had four for 38, and Justin Fields chimed in for eight carries, 20 yards, and a touchdown, you know, salvaged a bit of his fantasy day there, so he didn't burn you totally. Um, the receivers, there's really not much to see here. Darnell Mooney continues to be incredibly disappointing. Um Again, Green Bay Packers defense put on a show. I think there's better days ahead for Justin Fields and Darnell Mooney. Mooney had one catch from minus four yards. So I think uh, if you've got him, I think you're a little bit worried. You definitely can't trust him until he shows you something otherwise. Montgomery had two for 14. Ryan Griffin, one catch for 18. And Equinemius, same Brown against his former team, had two for 39. That wraps up all of our games. Um, I want to thank everyone for listening. Um, I want to 
point out that I'm 2-0 in our Dynasty League. Um, I beat Faith, Andrew's girlfriend, in our redraft league. I let her know that she's a loser and that him, uh, that her and Andrew are perfect for each other. You know, you, like, list you get it because they're both losers. Um, so that's what I wanted to go with. thought that was quite funny. Um, you know, if you're in a fantasy league, I think there's nothing better than trash talk. So if you're not trash talking your league mates, what are you doing? Like I, said, I know it's supposed to be with your friends, but... I'm one of those people that, like, you know, you're being asked to their face, but then you're, like, nice to them behind their back, not the other way around. Um, but I do want to thank you for listening. Make sure you follow the socials as well. Um, follow us on Twitter at the FB Addicts. Follow us on Instagram at the Fantasy Addicts. Um, thanks again. Have a good one, and I hope I'll see you next week. Uh, not see you. Hope you listen to me. Um, hope you listen to me next week and I'm, you know, make uh, my weekly review videos a part of your, you know, Monday or Tuesday night ritual, depending on when I get it out. And I say Monday or Tuesday night Australian time, okay? So any of our USA listeners, um, that may be a different time for you, depending on what east and west coast you are. Your country's so damn big, you got like eight different time zones. Um, yeah, wild, all right? Have a good night, guys. See ya.